Hi, and welcome to episode nine of the Sheer Business Inspiration podcast. My name's Joe Faraday, and in today's episode, I'm going to be chatting to Lucy Brazier. Lucy is the founder of a leading global publication for administrative professionals, Executive Secretary Magazine, as well as a range of spin-off international conferences for top-level assistants. Usually, Executive Secretary Live would be run annually in London, Johannesburg, Wellington, Sydney and the USA, but this year, like many organisations, they have had to adapt to the virtual world. And Lucy and her team have worked tirelessly and created Global Event and ExecSec Tech Live. Lucy's ethos is definitely one to push and support administrative professionals all around the world. And she campaigns worldwide to change the perception of the assistant role within companies and to promote career progression for all administrative professionals that they deserve. As a publisher, speaker and chairperson, Lucy has transformed the way that thousands of assistants think about themselves. And we really, really enjoyed having a chat with you today, Lucy, so thank you. We hope you enjoy the episode as much as we did. Hope you enjoy. I'm Lucy Brazier, I'm CEO of March and Publishing, and we publish Executive Secretary magazine. Executive secretaries all over the world are one of the backbones of industry. We're looking at a fifth of the world's working population, and 98% of them are women. So that's a huge group of people to be misunderstood. And we started this magazine five years ago because the recession was saying that assistants didn't get any training at all. So we took the concept of putting together a magazine that was purely training and no advertising at all with the idea that then the assistants whose businesses wouldn't support their training would pay for them to have training in print. And that has worked because we're now going into 182 different countries. The training provides everything from the kind of Microsoft training that you would expect an assistant to be doing all the way through to personal development and inspiration, really good dose of inspiration in there. We want the assistants to understand how key their roles are within their companies and the best trainers in the world write for executive secretary. Well, I would like to welcome um, our guest today on episode nine of the Sheer Business Inspiration podcast. Um, I'd just like to welcome Lucy Brazier and um, I know that my intro will definitely have told everyone about you, but for those that aren't aware of your backstory, Lucy, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to date? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I've been in publishing since I was 18, um, and I'm now 51, nearly 52. And um, I work for local press. I work for national press at The Times and at The Independent. And I ended up... Um, working for a big publishing company that specialised in legal publications in the centre of London and looking after about 80 people and a 94 million pound budget. And it was all going swimmingly, but I was on a train at seven in the morning, very rarely home before 10 o'clock at night. I have three children of my own and four stepchildren, all of whom lived with us. And I got to work one day and just thought, I really can't do this anymore. 
And I wasn't very well, actually. I really wasn't very well. And the doctor signed me off for about five weeks, during which time they reshuffled and I was left at home in a situation whereby I had two kids at private school. We had a huge rental cost of the house and everything, and I had no money. So I had inherited a newsletter back in 2003, which was for the secretarial profession. And it was purely training. There was no ads in it at all. And it was just in the UK, pretty much. The odd subscriber from abroad, but mainly the UK. And I thought, you know, I wonder if I took that and I turned it into a proper magazine, whether that might be the answer, because I could sit at home at my kitchen table and it would be a lot better work-life balance. And of course, it wasn't quite that way, because four <laughs> months later, I was invited to come and speak at a conference for assistance in Milan and I did that and I was blown away by the deep passion that these women had for their role. There are men in the profession but it's, it's about 98% female. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that most of them felt undervalued and weren't coming from a place of confidence. And about a month after that I went to the late Susie Baron Stubley's PA retreat. Um, and again, quite arrogantly, I suppose, I was, I'd been in business 24 years at that point. I thought, well, it'll probably be quite good fun. You know, I'll go along, see what's it going to teach me. I've been doing this a very long time. And I just came away from there with about 70 ideas for the magazine, but also with a really clear mandate as to where I would fit within um, the whole profession. And actually, I've spent the last 10 years, because we're 10 in March, wow. traveling the world, talking to CEOs, talking to HR directors, talking to thousands and thousands of assistants. And last year, I think was something ridiculous, like 183 events right the way across the world. There was one year I did 42 countries, oh but <laughs> really advocating on behalf of the assistants and yeah. explaining to them why they are so amazing and why their businesses should take them seriously and yeah. how they contribute to the bottom line of the business. Because I think many of them feel that they are support rather than part of the business and that just isn't true anymore oh, no it's not true it's absolutely not true I mean I'm I'm, I'm um I I left college I, I did a secretarial course and the first roles that I did um in my in my career so far was secretarial and you know it is such an important role and um I think anyone that thinks it isn't is is clearly mistaken um, but as you say you have built a successful global organization supporting millions of administrative professionals throughout the world which is just it's great and it's so lovely that they've got that support and you just you keep churning out all this great stuff for them and um, to evolve and to build as as individuals not just as pivotal people in their businesses but uh, to grow individually as well which is so important um, and you know there's lots of things despite all the challenges that that everyone's faced i mean you guys have really you've dug your heels in and said well we're not going to let this pandemic get in the way of what we want to deliver um so you uh, you know you can please share with the audience what what you've delivered this year so far oh goodness i mean i have done over 50 of these which you know on the whole i'm trying to explain when i'm doing these to the assistants that actually this is their best opportunity ever to prove what they're made of so i'm really trying to encourage them to see this as a positive as opposed to something which is going to negatively impact them but also obviously you know we do conferences on five different continents normally yeah. outside of covid and our london one was due to take place two months after 
um, we went into lockdown and so we pivoted. I hate that word actually. I know I'm me, I really don't like it, but that is what you've, that's what a lot of businesses have had to do. So we took everything online, um, we did a conference uh, which we called XXX Live Global, which took place in June and we had 552 assistants from all over the world attend that and that was 48 hours of continuous learning um, from some of the top trainers in the world and then we went back and asked them what they wanted and they said well we want tech we feel like we're imposters we've got horrible imposter syndrome and any minute now our executives are going to catch us out so um, we did another 48 hour conference and that one was purely technology for assistants yeah. and that was over a thousand people um, and now we're just about to launch a new one, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> but um, we're doing this event called Parallel. And okay. the idea behind Parallel was that I work with some of the top assistants in the world. So I work with Nelson Mandela's assistant, with Amazing. Obama's assistant, with Oprah's assistant, with Richard Branson's assistant, just to name a few. Yeah. And we sat and thought when the last list of the most influential people of our time was produced. I wonder how many people that we work with, we've got the assistance for them. And it was 12 of them. Oh. And so, and the ones that we didn't have were people like Hitler and Mother Teresa and people like that. Yeah. So I thought, how amazing. Maybe we should do an event, which isn't just for assistants, although obviously assistants can attend as well, but which is looking at the top three lessons that each of those person learned through working alongside their principles. I love so that. We have got half an hour from each of them and it's going to be on one day, um, date to be determined, oh. but we're, because we were meant to be running it in um, November, but actually we haven't managed to get the filming completed yet because COVID has got in the way. Um, and because our speakers are based all over the world. But yes, I'm yeah. so excited for this because there are some really phenomenal... That sounds stories. amazing. Really, really great stuff coming out. And, and do you think, do you think had this not happened that that would have evolved at any way? Like it would have come about? Or do you think because of this, you've maybe took stock of everything and thought, what, what else can we do? I think it's a great time to be creative. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, somebody said to me a little while back, you should never forget that after the great plague came the Renaissance. Yeah. And it's true, you know, yeah. all that amazing creativity and art and everything else yeah. came out of the back of one of the most desperate times in our history. Yeah. And so, funnily enough, actually, I've also just bought um, a, uh, domain which is renaissance event because i think there may well be an event then later on which says okay what are the really positive things and creative yes. things that came out the other end of COVID? so many there, i mean yes it's it's been awful for for many many oh, many it's been terrible it's been awful but but there will be opportunities from the changes and that and that's you know you have to look at the positives yes there are negatives that you can't take that away but you have to look at the positive i mean that's that's sort of instilled in me I, I can't I can't look at the negatives for too long because I'm not that way I'm not yeah. built that way and um, I'm a half full girl absolutely me too. Girl. and I you know I yes of course there are some really terrible things and actually there's uh, my brother-in-law's mother has just been diagnosed with COVID this morning and we're all a bit you know because she's very much part of the family and and it's been terrifying and 
you know, so many people have died and we can't take away from that. No, we can't. But on the other hand, I think with every situation, you have to try and look for the positives. positives. And I, that's absolutely my ethos always. Yeah, definitely. Over the years, you've held a number of senior leadership roles. Um, what, I mean, I think I know the answer based on your introduction, but what was your main motivation to transition into running your own business? Well, actually, it was, I don't think I would have done it had I not got ill. I think I was on that hamster wheel and I was so worried that if I got off, everything would fall apart. But when I was forced into it, I suddenly realised that I was quite good at it, actually, which I don't know why I was surprised because I've run really quite major corporations in the past. But I think I sat there and suddenly thought, well, actually, even if I only bought in a 20th of what I was bringing in for them, we'll be fine yeah and, and I think I it's the work-life balancing as well isn't it I think, I think when you're asked to wheeling you go in you go and you go and you go in and you don't I mean it's like this year you know I know I'd have been running around doing all sorts of things and actually I have, I've had a year of focusing on my little one getting him ready for school and stripping it right back and and like you say getting creative and thinking about what needs to be thought about really so yeah absolutely but I think there's also a lot to be said for doing something that makes your heart sing and I publishing is a rat race and I'm not a rat I always believed that you could run a publishing business ethically and I think I've proved that you can do that yes absolutely you know I (laughs) I was really scared when I got sick. I was really scared. But actually, I don't think I will ever be that ill again, no matter how hard I work. And I do work probably 18 hours a day, six days a week, you know, and, but it's fine. You love like, what you do, oh, though, don't you? Love you love it so much. Yeah. You can tell it's my passion. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What does resilience mean to you, Lucy? What does resilience mean to mm. me? You know, I think there's that poem, isn't there, by Rodyard Kipling that says, if, if you can keep your head whilst all about you are losing theirs. And for me, I just think I'm getting a bit long in the tooth, really, for how I was when I was in my 20s and 30s, where something would throw me off kilter. I tend to take a step back and I breathe yeah. and I try and look, as I said earlier, for the good in things and for yes. where the creativity and the opportunity is. So yes, of course, occasionally you have the odd moment, but on the whole, it's it's remaining steady. It's it's always looking forward. It's always thinking as to what the next thing might be and having ideas and ideas and not being scared to share those with other people so that yes. you're constantly creating. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I truly agree with you. And I think, I think all of us, every single one of us in the whole world has had to find and dig deep and find that resilience within ourselves yes. this year um and there's still there's still I mean there's a, there's an awful lot of people that are still struggling you know with with all of everything that's going on um but but like you say in terms of opportunities those that may have been made redundant are seeking out you know how they might be able to run their own businesses you know you've got a whole new wave of entrepreneurs that are, are literally starting right from the word go and um, well what you know I, I think <laughs> that's the other thing yeah. if I hadn't been made redundant when I got sick I would never have started my business and I'm forever saying to people actually it's an amazing opportunity to sit back and think what do I really want what to do what do I want from life absolutely yeah. so I mean what what message would you give to any budding entrepreneur um at this time what I would say is that 
the harder you work, the luckier you get. And if you're not prepared to work, there's no point in doing it. No. But it also <laughs> has to be something that really makes your heart sing. And yeah. I, I, I'm so all over that. If it, if it isn't your passion, if it isn't something you know enough about, if you don't fit, you know, I started with 10,000 pounds and there was another magazine that launched at the same time that spent over a million wow. and it's not still here and we are. So, you know, it's, it's not about the amount of money you've got. It's about being really focused, understanding what the business is and working really, really, really hard. Yeah. And, and I think what, what this year's taught me definitely is that um, supporting each other through it as well. Oh, I mean, yes. there's so many collaborations that have happened or people that, you know, we might be working with that we might not have worked with before now. Um, and I think that's the other thing is supporting each other along the way, isn't it? You know, if you can. I agree. You know, Joe, one of our um, mission statements, which isn't a public mission statement, but which is on the wall in our business is the money's in the conversation. Mm. And I truly believe that. It's partly why we have such a massive social media presence. When we started the business, I had no marketing budget, but you know, we have got 45,000 people who are part of our group on LinkedIn and 12,000 on Twitter and about 20,000 across our two Facebook group and page and about two and a half thousand, I think on Instagram, but that's a new one. But we consistently talk to everybody and not just our clients, mm. to the people that we work with, to yeah. the people that are our suppliers, everybody we talk to consistently and we try and make them feel like they're the only people that we're talking to. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You, you, you guys are always in touch, you know, always catching up on different things that's going on. And, and it's great to hear how, how everything's evolving. And, and, and I love hearing about it because I think it's very inspiring, really, that you're doing all of these things. Obviously, you love it, but um, it's great that you're offering these opportunities to others. So what, what motivates you, Lucy, as an individual? What, what motivates you, make you tick? What motivates me? Hmm. I don't, well, the assistants motivate me. The assistants motivate me. They're, they're amazing. They're such amazing, amazing women. And they're so passionate about their career yeah. and about supporting to the best of their ability. And so often that's overlooked. I and think so they're a force me, to be reckoned with, aren't they? And I think that, that, that one element needs to be recognised and, and embraced. Um, really but they're starting for a point of, from a point of view quite often where they feel less than mm. everybody else because you know most people didn't choose to be an assistant they fell into it mm. and quite often their parents will have said to them oh you know you're not as academic as your sister or your brother maybe go and do a typing course or maybe go and you know learn how to do shorthand especially in the olden days yes yeah. And these days, you know, it isn't that at all. They no. really are strategic business partners to their executives yeah. and they give their executives back time. Yes, all absolutely. The They're a linchpin. They're, you know, it's yeah. an essential, it's an essential role in any business. Absolutely. And yeah. um, I'm not in the least bit driven by money. I like, no. I, I want to eat. Yes. Obviously. But I'm not one of those people that looks and goes, I want that lifestyle and I've got to be mm. making that amount of money yes. this year. You know, for me, it's far more about the fact that I can get up on a stage and I can inspire 2000 people in one yes. hit and they go away and write to me and say, you changed my life. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, ha, ha, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't, you know, who would be motivated by that? And I'm with you. I'm, you know, I'm not a materialistic person at all. Um, you know, and, and I think that's my upbringing as well. Um, but, I, you know, of course, because in life you want things, nice things, but it's not an essential part by any stretch. And um, it's been a difficult time, as, as we've talked about during pandemic. Um, can you offer our listeners um, an inspiring message? Oh my word. <laughs> I, I just think it is such a time for creativity. Let your brain go mad and think about all sorts of things that you could do. And I always say to my team, no idea is stupid. Let's yeah. look at everything and see which ones land, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's the best way forward is to understand that you know your market. And if you know your market, look at where the gaps are. And actually, yes. it's quite easy to see the gaps. If you start, I recently did a product map, which I haven't done for a while. I went, oh my gosh, look at how much stuff we do. But by drawing that out, it was very easy to go there. There's nothing there. There's a gap we there. Need, yes. There's a gap there. That's yeah. something we could do. And, and that's exciting, I think. Yeah, I think it's, and like you say, let that creativity ooze out and don't be scared of, of taking the ball by the horns and saying, I'm going to do this. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's okay, but I've tried it and I won't have to think what if anymore, you know? And the good news with events is it isn't like it used to be for me when we were doing the events on five continents where it was costing me 80,000 pounds every time we did one. <laughs> and if it failed, you were bankrupt. These days, because you're doing your events online, you find that actually the cost is very little. It's and, very little, yeah. You know, therefore the overhead is small and you're likely to make a profit but if it all fails you go oh i lost a couple of grand you know it's not it's yeah it's not, not like right. you've lost the whole thing and um, talking about events i mean in your view obviously a vaccine would be amazing and you know they're talking about that all being rolled out really quickly how quickly do you think people will be keen on attending live events again it'd be interesting won't it i mean we're we're planning to do live in London in September and um, Seattle in November next year. Yeah. But who knows? It's how long is a piece of string? Yeah. And the point is, it isn't even how, uh, I mean, I can't wait. I was saying the other day oh, no, to my son, <laughs> gosh, when we're all together again, just the hugs and the, oh, no. they are such oh, a the hugs. Oh, I'm missed, you know, I'm the missing ones hugs. that come to our event. Yeah. Um, but obviously we want to make sure they're safe and that's got to be at the forefront of Absolutely. anything that we do. Yeah. And having said that, it isn't even whether they want to come because I think they will want to come. It's whether their businesses will allow them to travel, yeah. A, and B, whether yeah. they'll insure them. Because now yeah. we've all done this stuff online, are the businesses going to say, well, you can go to online ones, but actually I don't want to pay for you. I mean, we had somebody last year who flew from Australia for the weekend to London for our conference. You know, which is a bit blocking. It's <laughs> I can't see businesses supporting that moving forwards. Can you? No, not really. <laughs> to be honest, that is a bit blocking. <laughs> but that shows how, that's a testament to how great how great your events are and how great you you are. And um, what, what projects are you working on? So obviously you've got your parallel thing going on. 
And are you doing another exec sec tech live? I can't we've we've got get exec that all out. tech coming yeah. up in uh, June, and we've got exec sec global, which is the broader one, Brilliant. coming up again in March. Amazing. But I'm also I finished recording my training course, which I usually give over two days, so that's going to be on demand, or I can do that live for. Um, in-house or I can do a kind of public course with that and I've been writing the book that goes alongside that so Amazing. that's in the final stages which is very exciting because I haven't got a book yet and I think this is going to be really really useful um, and an easy way for people who can't afford to attend my training to get that training in their hands Brilliant. Um, but we're also rebranding we are secretary I have always we've been executive secretary for 30 years 31 years in fact and I have always said it's a brand and the times is an old word the telegraph is an old word it's just a brand it but actually it becomes untenable especially in the states secretary is seen as being something that's derogatory and with the way that i feel about my assistants the last thing i want to do is to do that mm. to them so you know i we've been looking at it we've been throwing what we might call it around you're looking at a complete new redesign and we're 10 years old in march and so the first of the new rebranded issues will be out on the 25th of march exciting oh i look forward to that um well thank you so much for your time lucy i love chatting to you we chat to you for hours and hours and hours and i'm sure um our audience will really um love and appreciate um our conversation today so wish you every success with everything and and um, we look forward to catching up with you very soon. Thank you for the invite, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Lucy, for taking the time to chat with me today. I'm sure many people will have really taken a lot of inspiration from your conversation with me and wish you every success with all of your future endeavours. And look forward to having a chat with you very soon to see how things are all going. Um, and I know many people that are on off that beaten track and unsure of, um, you know, what their future path looks like will really have been inspired. So thank you. If you're enjoying our podcasts and vlogs, um, please do feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll be able to access all of the historic episodes and all the future ones, along with any of our other Sheer Edge content. You can also follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest just to connect with us and follow our journey and also to share any questions that you might have for any future guests. We're always interested in your feedback so please do feel free to reach out to us. Our next guest, I'm so excited to say, will be Penny Power OVE. Now, Penny is really an inspirational woman. She's not only a keynote speaker, a best-selling author, a founder of Academy, and director of Social Power and the Business Cafe, but she has so much knowledge and inspiration and insights, not only to how you run your business, but also the personal side and has written a book called Business is Personal amongst many other of her ventures. So I really, really am looking forward to having a chat with Penny. Um, if you've got any questions you want to share with us, please do get in touch with us and um, look forward to sharing that with you soon. Thanks for listening.